Hello and welcome back to the 90s Lore Podcast. We are back for another fine edition of this podcast. Uh, tonight we have another special guest in the house here to talk some music with us. And we are shifting gears this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going back to the alternative rock scene to uh, profile one of my favorite all-time bands. They hail from England. But before we jump into it, I want to welcome our guest. This gentleman is a fine musician, a drummer, guitar player. He's played in several bands throughout his life. He's performed on stage. He's a music aficionado, very knowledgeable on many facets of music, including many genres, artists. He's a historian of music. We go way back. And I know this guy because uh, I've known this guy since he was a little tyke. And uh, he's my cousin, (laughs) Tony Perez. How are you, bro? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. That was that was a nice introduction, man. Thank you so much for that. Well, deservedly so. Fine. Of course, man. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> deservedly so, man. Deservedly right so. Right on, dude. Right on. Great to have you on the 90s Galore podcast for the yeah, first good. of... It's good to be here. Yeah, man. And like I said, first of, uh, I hope, many more times. And, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. You've played in, in multiple bands. I've seen you perform numerous times on stage and in living rooms, just jamming out. What are you up to musically these days, Tony? Well, right now, it's just a bunch of uh, jamming on guitar, man, playing some drums with, with friends whenever I get the chance. But most recently, mm. I've been, uh, I have a buddy who's an engineer for, uh, for a podcast company, and uh, sometimes he needs help um, with, with the music and be, like for segues in between uh, bits or uh, in between segments in, in podcasts. So, uh, so uh-huh. we'll go in, we'll go in with him and he'll be like, he'll have an idea and we'll bounce it off one another and we'll just play like these 30 second little things, uh, just to fill the air for, uh, in between segments on podcast. That's pretty much it right now. But yeah. That's awesome, yeah, man. Cool. How long have you been doing that? I do that every once in a while, whenever he just needs like, especially like if it's a new podcast that he's engineering on, like if he needs something. So I'll do it then. Uh-huh. So it's few and far between, but it's still enough to like keep the the juices going, you know, the creative juices flowing. So it's just cool at the moment. I'm yeah. pretty busy these days. So it's it's pretty cool to do that when I get the chance. Right, right. Get you get you that uh that yeah, fix, exactly. that musical exactly. fix. Huh? <laughs> and and so, so how long have you been a musician to um let's see. I mean I started playing guitar when I was like sixteen and then I picked up the drums when I was like eighteen and then from eighteen to about well, to now I still play, but I was playing in a band from uh, in bands from like twenty one to thirty, basically. Yeah, oh, wow. so, wow. so it was good a, run. So you, it was you a good run. Some time, man. You yeah. paid. <laughs> you, you paid some dues, man. Yeah, definitely, sure. man. And um, well, man, again, I'm super excited to have you on, man. And well, we, we're here to discuss a very important band, right? I mean, this band is. Uh, is, I mean, no, they need no introduction, but I wanted to, um, you know, talk about the members. We'll mention the members, uh, Tom York on lead vocals. We got Johnny Greenwood on lead guitar and keyboards. His brother, Colin Greenwood on bass and Ed O'Brien on guitar and vocals. Last but not least, definitely not least, is Phil Salway on the drums. Um, they sold over 30 million albums worldwide. They were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Radiohead, ladies and gentlemen. And um, Radiohead, it was formed in 1985. And they were originally known as On a Friday. They're, um, they're out of Abingdon, Tams, England. And uh, they're just an unbelievable band, man. Extremely successful worldwide, as you know, Tony. Um, so let me ask you, Tony. I know you've always been a big Radiohead fan. Big time. And uh, when did you get into Radiohead? Let's see. Um, it had to have been like a little bit after Pablo Honey came out. Like I had a, uh, I have a brother that was, uh, he served in the Navy. And uh, he'd mm-hmm. come back like when he was on leave and stuff. And uh, he'd. Yeah, yeah, I know your brother. And uh, yeah, you know my brother, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's all right. But uh <laughs> But uh, he'd, he'd come back and he'd have like a stack full of CDs. You know, he'd have a stack of CDs and stuff that he's been listening to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, amongst 
know, amongst the pile was, was Radiohead's Pablo Honey. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, you know, he would show up and we'd sit in the garage and we'd be playing pool and stuff on our, on our pool table and stuff. And I think all the, all the brothers were just super excited to share music with each other. So like we all brought stuff to the table and, and, um, well, not me necessarily. I was kind of still young, you know, I don't know, but, uh, but the other ones, they sure did. Um, and, and yeah, so like Radiohead was, was thrown on one of the nights and it was just like, what's is this like immediately uh-huh. gravitated towards it like it was it was game over dude i was like i just knew it from there and you know how it is dude you like you it only takes a few right. notes to to recognize just like oh oh i'm gonna like this mm-hmm. this is gonna be good this is probably gonna be playing for a while in my cd player <laughs> yeah, yeah and that was that de- you recognize yeah, greatness by the way yeah i remember bernie was a uh, you know your brother your all your brothers especially bernie and jose they were uh um, they'd always be on some kind of musical kick, man. I remember their their Led Zeppelin days when they'd um, they kind of got me into Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and and all kinds of different music, man. But they were always hip with it, man. And I know I can just imagine you living there, being there every day, just absorbing um, all different types of genres of music. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that was kind of probably very influential. I would I would suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean like every single sibling had a different kind of eclectic taste in music. Like uh you know, we had the I had the brother that was into like the oldies and the hip hop stuff and and uh my that was like that was Eddie and he liked mm-hmm. some of the like the eighties stuff too, like uh like modern English, uh uh New Order and stuff like that. Yeah. But he also liked, you know, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Dr. Dre, all, <laughs> all the classics there, and then Jose, Jose right. was super into like Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, uh, and then he was super into the grunge scene. So it was like Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, you know, all those bands. And then Bernie, yeah. I think Bernie had the most eclectic taste growing up. So it was just like, and it For makes sure. sense that he's the one that introduced me to Radiohead because he's just like, yeah, this is this is right up his alley too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it was, and it was like it was pretty amazing. My sister too. My sister was into like Madonna and all you know all that stuff. And like you can't you can't hate on that stuff either. That stuff that stuff definitely no. has its place, you know. And uh, absolutely, and so she and she has great taste in music too. So it was, so it was it was cool, man. It was like it was definitely like a cool household to grow up in and and have a bunch of tunes. But you guys are flying around. Absolutely, and and and. and... I mean, you guys were just a musical family too. Your mom, yeah, yeah my mom plays uh, guitar. She, musician. She taught, she taught all of us like our first few notes. You know, like she kind of, kind of like nudged us along. Like here's here's some basic chords, practice these, and then once you get comfortable, then boom, you're on your own. And it was, and it was like that for our like you know th- three out of her five children play musical instruments. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. man. That's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I know you've always been to ra- been into Radiohead, and but what is it about the Radiohead that really calls your attention, man? What is it? Th- what's that? I mean, you kind of already touched on it, but um, I mean, even now, I mean, what is it about them that, that really? Oh man, that really grabs you. I don't know. There's, there's, there's just, there's just plenty of stuff. Like, you really can't, you can't really like mistake Radiohead for anybody else. Like, oh yeah, and. And so when you when when you listen to Radiohead, like immediately tonally, and um, shifts in in time and 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 just the way they play their instruments and stuff, like you know immediately that it's Radiohead, and you know that's that's hard to do, man. Like it's it's hard to hone in on on <clears throat> on what you're trying oh, yeah. to, like what you're trying to accomplish as a band, you know, and and what sound mm-hmm. you're actually going for, and especially in the way in the manner that Radiohead does it, where it's like all five members are are influential in in the process and stuff and and to have them all get on the same page and create something that's like unmistakably radiohead that's like that's probably the most respectable thing for me about them mm, yeah. no doubt no doubt man it, yeah you, you know you have um there's bands out there who are cookie cutter they they sound like they sound like other bands um and especially with when Radiohead actually, when they broke through, man, you had all these other bands, very uh, powerful bands. I mean, um, in the early '90s, mm-hmm. right? And then here you have Radiohead, man, who was just so distinguished, um, had their own unique sound. And yeah, I think that really, really, it's telling of of their talent and their their uh, 
you know, their sound yeah, yeah. Um, that they created. Um, and, and even in a, in a time, you know, a window of time where, again, you know, you had all these great bands coming out. But, um, but yeah, I, I, have, I agree with you 100%, Tony. And, and that's, that's the sign of a great band, man. When you just hear the first three seconds of a song and you just yeah, know who it is, yeah. you know. And, um, but, yeah, that's a great point. And, and, by the way, do you know where they got their name from? It's I want to quiz you here, man. If I remember correctly, I think it's like it's it's a it's a lyric in a Talking Heads song or something like that, right? It's actually the title of a, one uh, of the songs of, of Talking Heads. You yeah, got the group yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got it. You got it. Man. I'll give right, it to I'll you. Take, man. I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the name of, uh, of one of their songs, Talking Heads, Radiohead. So they took uh, it from them and. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump right cool. into it, man. Head first, man, because I'm jump- I'm chomping at the bit here to talk about these yeah. guys, man, and because uh, there- there's so much to talk about, man. We could stay here all day, all night, talking about Radiohead, and um, but Pablo Honey, man, released in 1993, February 1993, the album that started it all, man, and um, of course I know which song I'm about to talk about, you know, yeah. <laughs> the song that started it all, of course. We're none- we're talking about yeah. Creep. And uh, so, tell me, what, where were you when you first heard Creep? Yeah, man? like I said, it was uh, it was in the garage. It was it was my brother uh-huh. put it on. He's like, you have to listen to the song, and he he threw <laughs> it on, and it was like, um, it was, of course, it was just like amazing. It was amazing right off the bat. And like, if I had to describe it, if I had to take someone else's description of of Creep, I'd, I'd have to take Fleas. Uh, I was watching the, it was like the Radiohead behind the music or something on VH1. It was like a documentary about them, and. Um, oh. And uh, and Flea was talking about how it's like, like uh, he was watching their musical performance and he was just like, okay, this is you know this is a cool song that it opened up you know like the, with that melody the way it, the way it does. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like you know, it's, I don't know what the big deal is. Like I don't know. So far, it's it's okay. And then you know <laughs> the chorus kicks in with Johnny Greenwood like with that crunching guitar and and then like Flea's reaction to it was just like, what the heck? What on earth is this? Mm. Like, I can't believe this. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's and it's just fitting for to to describe that song Jeez. on the whole. It's just like, yeah, like you get to that chorus, like you're you're already kind of in this in the seat in the car seat with the uh, <laughs> with that melody, you know, kind of just kind of smoothing it out. And then that chorus, it's just like getting in a car crash. It's just like, oh, yeah. blows your ears wide open. And you're just like, wow, this is right. this is exactly what I wanted to hear right now. <laughs> so yeah. It's what's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite all time songs, let alone, you know, Radiohead songs. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good song. No, that was that was a song, man. And yeah, yeah you put you, you hit it on the head. Um, yeah. I mean, released in 19 September 1992 as the first single from Pablo Honey. I mean, it truly really yeah. put them on the map. And I mean, that was a, a huge hit. Uh, and um, I remember listening. I mean, when I, you know, when I heard first heard that song back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think, though, honestly. I was kind of, um, you know, you had, a, again, going back to the grunge was huge. Um, you know, you had Nirvana, you had Pearl Jam, you had Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, yeah. and all yeah. these, you know, different, uh, all these hard grunge bands, you know. And then, yeah. and then you had kind of a, a contrast there with, with uh, Creep with, uh, you know, it's kind of a softer song, and, sure. you know. Uh, but then, yeah, you have that guitar riff that you mentioned. and um, But, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a you know a little break from all that and, and it, i mean again i think it's just uh, just demonstrates the the power of, of radiohead man the talent of radiohead yeah um, i mean it's it's pretty it, i mean it, you have to remember dude like there was there was like that what do you call that dude like the hair metal bands and stuff mm-hmm. like there was that whole window in the 80s oh, and yeah. stuff like and then you know, people were kind of sick of that, and they they were like they they <laughs> latched onto like uh, Nirvana and then Pearl Jam. You know, the whole Seattle sound, right, stuff. right. And like for a band like Radiohead to like break through all that noise and establish themselves as well, like that's pretty impressive. And especially with that single, you know, creep. Yeah, it's a heck of a single, and it's 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 you know it, it's good. It's it just stands out amongst the crowd, and that's what Radiohead does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and and so it, Pablo Honey actually was certified platinum. They sold over a million and a half of records in the United States, and interestingly enough, it sold less records in the UK. Um, 
sold actually half, uh, more than half, less than yeah. half, I should say, uh, 600,000 copies in the UK. I mean, what do you think of that? What, what do you think? Uh, what's your opinion on that, man? I don't know, man. It's it's pretty crazy. Like, does the U.S. like drive the narrative when it comes to to bands that are that are popular? Like, I don't I don't know. Right. Like, I, I mean, like I like growing up myself, like I I always look to like the U.K. for for inspiration to music too. It's just like, oh, well, who who are they listening to? Right. Know? Right. And I want to get into whatever they're listening to because I don't know something about it seemed pretty cool to me. A lot of my favorite bands are from there, so it kind of makes sense. And so I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty bizarre that that in this instance, like, it was it was the U.S. that were like, no, 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 Radiohead's good. You have to listen to Radiohead. They're good. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And so I, that's that's pretty crazy. Exactly. I think they were kind of influential. the The U.S. market was kind of influential. Um, to you know, to yeah, I guess it made it made the Brits kind of like second guess themselves. Right. Go go back and listen to it and see what they were missing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is it's pretty pretty trippy, right? Right, exactly. And, the, and so it, when uh, Pablo Honey, it, they got pretty good reviews. They got pretty good reviews. Entertainment Weekly gave it a grade of a B on their scale. LA Times gave it two and a half stars out of four, and mm-hmm. um, which you know, which is not bad. And yeah, um, but you look at the sound, and I want to kind of talk about their, you know. Um, I want to kind of get into their, their their origins and all that and how they were formed um, a little later. But for now, I, I, I wanted I mean, like I said, I want to jump into it for, head first. And you look at their songwriting credits throughout the 90s, most of their songs, if not all of them, they're all credits. And as well as the producer credits, because um, they do co-produce most of their work. And it's just like, you know, there's not one guy who's, who's you know, who stands out or who... There's not that one guy who who is the driving force, um, who singles out, who's singled out as the, as the you know the writer or the the you know the genius behind the band or right. you know as they right. say. Uh, that's you know, and that's it, and that's like that's credit to them as a band. You know, like uh, like me, like I I played in bands growing up, and the democracy of that is is pretty hard. It's pretty hard to do that. Like you have a bunch of mm. you know a bunch of talented musicians. I'm not saying like my band was talented, but I'm saying like people who are talented, like, <laughs> like when you have, no, you're talented. Man. Come on. Uh, when you have that, like a collective of people trying to get on the same page and create something, like I said earlier, like tonally and uh, like uh-huh, something that's uh-huh. completely them. Like in order, in order for that to happen, it's, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of push and pull and, and mm. that's rough, dude. Because I've been in that other situation too, where it's just like one person in charge of of creating all the parts and stuff like that. And you just come in and you're like, okay, this is the part. Play the part. And you're like, okay, I'll play yeah. the part as long as I get to play on Friday night at a bar or something. You know what I mean? Like that's cool. Like, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> right. I get to be I get to be in a band. That's fine. But um, right, right. But yeah, no, I much prefer the the democracy of it all. And and although it is harder, it's much more rewarding. And um, and to see that Radiohead does that and produces their stuff together, like that's that's a pretty incredible piece of information there. Like that's pretty hard to do, and they do it consistently well. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's a it's telling of the chemistry of yeah, the band, for sure. and uh, you know the, the the concept of teamwork, right? I mean, it's almost it sounds kind of cliche, but. Um, I think it's just, man, these guys were just, they fit like a puzzle, man. You know, all the parts fit and, um, they're all in it together hundred percent on the same page. And, um, but, um, so following Pablo Honey was the release of the Benz in March of 1995. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first single being My Iron Lung, man, I love this song. I, I love all their <laughs> songs, man. But, and, uh, but you know what, Tony, I have to confess, man. I have a confession to make. Right. I, I truly didn't get into Radiohead until the late nineties. Uh, I know that's it's pretty sad. I know. I know it's oh, pathetic man. and wait, hold on. But, but was it uh, still in the nineties when you got into them? It was in nineties. It was the podcast. You're in. You're in the window, dude. That's you're fine. So I make exactly. Exactly. I'm still yeah, qualified. You qual- there, yeah, right? you qualify. You're good. <laughs> and uh, but you know what, man? I wanted uh, to ask you. 
what what is your favorite album? Yeah, I have, if I had to narrow it down, dude, honestly, I I'd have to go with uh, "Hail to the Thief." I think it's got it's got some of my favorites Radiohead songs on there, and it feels like I feel like that album is like a mixtape. It's just like a bunch of different sounds, but it's still one collective album. Mm. And it's like and it's like fourteen tracks deep, and it's all and they're all like yeah, they're all really good. So it's a great yeah, album. If I had to nail it down. It's, I'd have to go with Hail to the Thief for sure. But we can't talk about that. It was it was released we in, can't. in the 2000s, man. Keep it, if I keep it in the 90s, dude, <laughs> if I have to keep it in the 90s because this is the 90s galore podcast, right. I'll go with uh, OK Computer. OK Computer is, oh, man. is, probably, is right there. OK, now we're so, talking, man. That's, that's, yeah. That is, yeah uh, we're, we're in your wheelhouse now. So we're, Right. <laughs> we're, we're in the parameters. We're, then, we're in the, pra- we're, the 90s galore parameters. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll get into okay computer, man. But that's, that's, that's the, yeah, man. That's, um, I feel amazing. like this should be like an addendum podcast where it's like, okay, Radiohead, nineties <laughs> go <laughs> podcast, you know, what a, that's a great idea, man. You're on, there you go. I think you're on to something. It's like a little, a little spinoff to your own podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, Hey Tony, at, th- at, um, at this time, at this moment, break, um, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our little break. Um, we're, we're here with Tony Perez, my beloved cousin, musician, Radiohead aficionado. Uh, we're talking about um, the Benz. And uh, so we were... Uh, before we, we went on the break again, we were talking about My Iron Lung, um, the, the single, and then it was succeeded by uh, High and Dry, Planet Telix, and then Fake Plastic Trees, and the song Trust. And um, so you had, we had Pablo Honey, right? Obviously, it was, it was a, you know, sold over a million records here in the U.S., it went platinum, and then, so now there was some pressure for, for, um, Radiohead to follow up, right? Yeah, to yeah. follow up with the sophomore effort with to you know hit it out of the park again, or even make a superior effort mm-hmm. um, to Pablo Honey. And um, so, yeah, I, I want the expectation was now very high, and and I think, what do you think, man? I think, well, I mean, uh, look, just straight up, the, you want to be a superior album, and I think, I think they knocked it out of the ballpark. You know, that's. That's exactly what the Benz is. Right? Um, mm, it's a absolutely. it's a step up in in a, in in class for me with with the Benz and stuff. Uh, you know, because Pablo Honey, for for what it's worth, is just like a, it's a traditional rock album, and, and it was it was good for the time, and it, and it stood out, and it had its own merit and stuff. But when the Benz came out, it was like, what the heck? Like what? Like I feel as if they went into that studio and was like, okay, finally we can flex our muscle and just do us yeah let's just go for it and mm. you know they had the permission to do that from the from the from their studio um from yeah. the record company. record company and um and they did they stepped up and and i just remember listening to that album and just coming out of it just wondering like what what is next like what's going to happen next <laughs> with this band you know and that's, right. that's so you know because i don't know about you but when i get like a new album from a band that i'm anticipating like i'll i'll listen to it like pretty much all day like I'll give it the first listen and I'm like, okay, cool. Digest a little bit. Yep. And then I'll just keep listening, listening and listening, listening to find the little pockets of, of stuff that I missed maybe in the first, first go. Right. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, like immediately after listening to, to it so many times, it's just like, well, I want more, you know, it just leaves you wanting more. Mm. It just <laughs> makes you interested in what they're going to do next, you know? And, and um, yeah, I mean, just, just hit after hit is on that album. Absolutely, man. You, you, uh, you hit it again, man, right on. And uh, they, I mean, they charted five singles. Yeah, this, I mean, that's this, crazy. Uh, yeah, peaked at number four in the UK. And interestingly enough, man, it peaked at 88 in the USA. So, I mean, I mean there you go. It's just uh, this kind of a, a contrast there. But again, it's, it was certified platinum here in the US. Mm. US uh, sold over a million and a half units, just like Pablo Honey. Mm. And um, But yeah, they, they definitely... Um, they came back uh, with their the second effort and 
as you described, they uh, definitely evolved as a band. They definitely stepped up their game, and um, yeah, man, set, set the set the bar even higher for themselves and for for I mean, other bands as well. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah, and I don't have a doubt but, that and that fans that went, that listen to Radiohead that that are popular nowadays, like I, I don't have a single doubt in my mind that they're that they're not influenced by Radiohead. You know what I mean? Oh, like absolutely. their influence is so far reaching. Like a lot of the bands I listen to today are like, yeah, they kind of remind me of Radiohead. That's why I like them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Like it just I happens mean, that way. Yeah. They, they gotta be influenced. Let's get a lot of, there gotta be a lot of bands out there, man. Trying to sound like Radiohead or definitely not trying to sound like them, but have yeah, influence. Have influence. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, man. I kind of want to shift gears here, Tony. And, um, before we continue talking about their discography, I want to get into the members of the band a little bit more. And I wanted to ask you your opinion. Um, I mean, obviously we've talked about the, the, the sound that they have, the unique sound. They, they evolve in each album. Um, I mean, they've been categorized as alternative rock, electronica, um, experimental rock. Um, but there's one, one man in that band in particular, is just second to none, you know, what Johnny Greenwood does oh, yeah. is just outstanding, yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, what are your thoughts on Johnny Greenwood? Well, I mean, look, the guy the guy really is like, okay, so yes, it's a democracy, right? But when, John, when <laughs> yeah. Johnny Greenwood steps up to the plate, it's, it's game over. Like, it's he's like, okay, well, this is what we got. All right, well, here we go. Something that's just going to blow your mind. You know? Yeah. Even, even yeah. like on, yeah. um, you know, on songs like... Uh, uh, there, there from Hail to the Thief. Like I know that's a that's outside '90s galore, but mm. like uh, he's playing drums on that song. Like he's just keeping a simple beat and letting Phil Salway go nuts everywhere else. Like the the parts where he plugs himself in in the record, uh-huh. like where he decides to to do his like little flares or his nuances and stuff. Like they make the song a lot of the times. You know, I mean, Creep alone. I mean, yeah. it's obvious in Creep that. It's nothing without Johnny Greenwood's guitar in there, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. So yeah, his influence on the band is is immense, and and I think yeah, and, and not to mention the fact that where he stands now as a musician, I mean, he's doing scores for movies and and doing mm-hmm. brilliantly mm-hmm. at them. Like he's not even like at all bad at it. Like that's that's pretty good, dude. That's that's impressive. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, I mean, what comes to mind right away is uh, uh, there will be yes. blood. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that it's just pure Amazing. tension. That, that, yeah. that soundtrack is just tension the whole time. It's just like, wow. It's, mm. he, he really mm. pulled it off. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, and you mentioned and, uh, Hail to the Thief. That's a, such a great album, yeah. man. And, uh, you, you mentioned They're There. I mean, you have uh, Scatterbrain, A Wolf at the Door, uh, 2 plus 2 equals yeah. 5. Um, and, yeah, Johnny Greenwood is just... I mean, like you, I know, I know it's a democracy in that band. I <laughs> yeah. know, but but I mean, but come on, let's call it what it is. I mean, every every everybody that has a ringer on their team is going to be really good, you know. So and that dude's a ringer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For sure. yeah, that's a good way to yeah. put it, man. That's a good way to put it. I, if you were, I mean, he's the closest thing. If you're going to say who's the genius behind Radiohead without saying who's the genius behind Radiohead, uh, you know. If, Johnny Greenwood's definitely yeah. you're going to say Johnny yeah. Greenwood. I mean to be fair, I think it's like Johnny Greenwood's 1 and and Tom York is like 1A. One 1A. One you know I mean? yeah. Like he's he's sure. right there too. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Tom York because I want to kind of talk about his vocals and his vocal range and um what do you think about Tom York's influence on on Radiohead? Yeah. I mean it's just like you said, like his range and his vocals like um his ability to do that really opens up the doors uh, for possibilities when it comes to like to uh, how they can um, mold songs with his lyrics and his voice and stuff. Um, and uh-huh. and it's part of and it, it is part of what makes it unmistakably Radiohead. You know, it's it's um, when you first listen to it, and you hear him singing, like, oh yeah, that's Tommy York. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Radiohead, and you know, like even on like guest vocal tracks when he's on other albums and stuff, you're like, 
you're like, oh, that's Tom York for sure. Like that's definitely him. And the song is much yeah. better with him in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so exactly, as well as his solo stuff. Sometimes you know, I mean, well, not all. The, sometimes all the time, he's like, oh, that's yeah. Tom York. I didn't know he. That's that's not Radiohead, but that it definitely is Tom yeah. York. You know, and uh, yeah, very distinctive voice, very unique voice. No doubt, man. No doubt. And and then you have um, Colin Greenwood, the the brother of, of, of you know. Of Johnny and um, I mean amazing musicians, man. Salway on the drums, yeah, man. Uh, as, and you're a drummer. I've I mean, what, many, your thoughts? I've taken. I have stolen so many drum beats from Phil Salway. It's not even funny. <laughs> like I bet you can. Like the bands that I was in. Like if you put like Phil Salway drums on there, like okay, that's definitely not Tony, but he's copying them. You know? <laughs> so, I, yeah, for sure. I, I take a lot a lot of influence from, from Phil Selway. Uh, yeah. I even, I even like go as far as like, I'll listen to his solo albums and stuff. Like, okay, it's still Phil Selway, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's good, uh-huh. dude. I, I love him. Always have. I think he's a really good, he's an influential member to me as well because, oh, damn, because damn. like, I mean, his time signatures and stuff and, and uh, his ability to punch, like, what I like about Phil Selway is that he's not like, overplaying he's playing perfectly to what the song needs and that's what i love mm. the most about drummers is when they don't overplay when it's not about them you know it's not flashy <laughs> it's about playing what makes sense to the song and not to mention dude like there have been moments in radiohead where like they've brought along another drummer and, or, or or like i said johnny greenwood will help out on, on drumming you know oh really you know, like there's there's no ego with that guy. And that guy's just down to play what's necessary for the, for the band. And, and he's, he's really good. I just, I think he's just a really talented drummer. Absolutely. Tony. I think that was the word I was looking for, man. Ego. There's, there's just no, um, when it comes to like those five members, those, you know, the five members that make up the band, there's just no ego within the band. I mean, with everybody's on a level playing field, everybody's humble. Everybody's, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, everybody brings something to the table, man, and, and everything that they bring is significant and uh, profound, you know. Um, but I kind of want to get back to their well, before I do that, I, 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 you know, I wanted to mention their influences, um, Queen, Bob Dylan, Pink Floyd, uh, Susie and the Banshees, uh, jazz influences include Charles Mingus, mm-hmm. Miles Davis. And then you got um, some later influences like uh, Bjork. You know, I, I you know, you look. You, I think post two thousand, um, you know, you, you hear a lot of that uh, electronica, that um, experimental stuff, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see why Bjork would be, um, and you know, some influence there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if, all you gotta do is listen to Kid A, and like, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I mean, right, just solely electronic. So. I can tell. I can see why why they would gravitate to someone like Bjork as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And and then so we mentioned going back to the discography. Mm-hmm. Now we mentioned that that, that amazing, beautiful album that uh, you know they, they came out in 1996, and that's uh, none other than OK Computer, right? Yeah. And I think we both agree that uh, that's our favorite album yeah. of. Uh, of the nineties, right? yeah. Of, of the nineties, <laughs> I'll keep it in the nineties galore realm. Right, yeah. it's, it's just the okay. Computer is just, it's just, it's just. I don't know. It's just too good. It's just way too good. Man, uh, paranoid android. Yeah. Um, Karma police. Uh, Lucky, no surprises. Airbag. I mean, it's just the list goes on and on. And I, yeah. those five singles alone. Uh, I mean, they, they, you could have just made an EP. With with those uh, five singles and, and call it yeah, a day, <laughs> like bands try their hardest to have a single song that sounds as good as any of those. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like uh, yeah. instead of like, no, this is all in one album. Like, that, mm-hmm, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what Radiohead does. So. It, it, exactly, exactly, and it, it, it's such an important album. Uh, I mean, it peaked at number one on the UK charts. Yeah. I mean, I think this is where they finally broke through in the UK, man. And they just completely were just became, um, you know, legit, I, I guess, 
or um, yeah, you know, they really finally broke onto the scene there and and uh, you know sold over two million copies in the U.S., one and a half million in the U.K. You know, so yeah, I definitely feel that every you know this is when with this with OK Computer it was just uh, all bets are off, man. Radiohead is here; they arrived, yeah, and they they became a worldwide you know uh, spectacle. Man. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, like I mean, what is it at the time? Like what ninety six. You had bands like 96. Oasis and uh, and Blur that mm-hmm. were kind of in charge of the UK. Yeah. You know, they had they had yeah, that's every, right. single, every single airwave. I guess they had every single album being sold there. Um, and yeah, I mean, Radiohead they they carved their little niche out and and made it their own. And that makes sense. Okay, Computer is the, is the perfect album for them to do that too. You know, no doubt. do that with. I should say, no doubt, man, no doubt. It's, yeah, it's just really good, just all the way through. The other thing too that I was that I wanted to talk about was um, um, the way Radiohead has like kind of um, portrayed themselves. Like, uh, not portrayed, but well, basically what I'm trying to say is like, I grew up like the MTV era. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and and music videos were a big part of of growing up and stuff for me and. Like Radiohead always had like amazing music videos. Oh yeah! Like going back to like uh, stuff off the bends and stuff like that. Had the, the the music video for Just was just it's just crazy. It's just a wild music video, super interesting. No doubt, but, um, man. But I think like songs like like Karma Police, uh-huh. like that music video was a trip, dude. That movie that that was such a good one, and and uh, and. Yeah, and I think that's a big. That's important too. Like, like how you drive your career, like, is is a big thing. And they've always been in charge of their own destiny when it comes to their music and their career and stuff. And they pick directors. They work with artists. Oh yeah, that are that are amazing, and and they put out great great products, regardless of platform. And so no doubt. So yeah, that's one of one of the things that comes to mind when when I think about OK Computer too, is because all the music videos that came out were really phenomenal like the one for paranoid android was crazy as well that animated, the animated one. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah which is it was i just remember being i was pretty young then and i just remember watching that video and like feeling weird watching it you know <laughs> like i felt like i was gonna get in trouble for watching it <laughs> you know what i mean uh, but it was cool it was really cool it, it really is man that's that's yeah. that's a very they've always been on the cutting edge man yeah i like how you you mentioned that uh you know, when it comes to career, how they laid it, how they've laid it out. They've been very meticulous, and um, you know what they do, what they, you know, it's, yeah, their videos. Obviously, they're very um, visual. Yeah. You know, um, avant garde. Yeah. And uh, but just everything they do, everything they touch, is always turned to gold. Yeah. Always yeah. turned to gold, man. And and again, that just goes back uh, as a testament to their amazing talent as musicians as artists yeah because um, that's what they are man they I'm, truly are artists and they're like mm-hmm, and they are mm-hmm, like enigmas mm-hmm. dude you really don't know what what they're really thinking at all times you know what i mean yeah, that's a great weird. way to put it but you know it kind of adds to the mystique and it adds to the value of the band as well i almost i, I almost feel like that stuff's on purpose as well like they just like yeah we're just going to be weird and then our yeah. music's weird too and our music videos are weird and you're gonna love us anyways. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're, we're just gonna throw curveballs all yeah, day, for sure. you know, at you, and you're gonna miss, but you're gonna be love happy. it. You're you gonna know? be happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. we're gonna keep you guessing, and uh, but that's great. Exactly. Like you, I like how you said um, that's their mystique, man, yeah. and they just keep you on your toes, yeah, man. Sure. And, yeah. um, and, and and you know what? I, it's funny. I, I read uh, Tom York mentioned that one of his well, one of the main influences for OK Computer was uh, Bitches Brew, which is an avant-garde jazz album by Miles Davis. Yeah. Um, and that's a pretty cool little piece of yeah, trivia, man. Cool. Um, yeah, and, and it's interesting how OK Computer, uh, like the inspiration, um, has a few inspirations for OK Computer. With uh, There was some writings by... Uh, um, Noam Chomsky, mm. uh, political writings mm. were, were were a source of uh, inspiration uh, for the lyrics, mm. um, as Tom York uh, mentioned. 
Um, and then you you have that one song with the uh, oh fitter happier fit yeah. <laughs> you took yeah. it right out of my mouth <laughs> yeah. fitter happier yeah. and uh, that was kind of like the ode to you know the whole computer um, you know synthesized era that we live uh, in. I never you know really I mean? got that one, but yeah, that, that makes sense. I never knew that. See, that's cool. Right, right. You know, uh, so yeah it's a very abstract album man you can interpret it in many ways but um it's pretty cool when you look back at the source of uh inspiration for for what you know what they were doing um it's just kind of it's out there man it's out there it's very interesting stuff you know and um okay computer is also the first album produced by uh nigel godrich whom they've worked with on on previous albums Mm -hmm. Uh, for certain songs, but not, but now he was the producer for the entire album. Yeah. Um, I don't know if um, I, I'm not familiar with a lot of his stuff, but I know that he does work with Radiohead, and it's like mm-hmm. he gets the thumbs up for me for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> he made yeah, one of my all-time. He helped produce one of my all-time favorite albums. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so you can't really, you can't knock the guy at all. Yeah, I <laughs> exactly. Think he, yeah, he continues to work with them on a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he still works yeah, with them. That and, makes uh, sense. And, yeah, and then, then then you got the Stanley Donwood, which is uh, who did the artwork for the album. Yeah, and and whom they met at uh, the University of Exeter, uh, by the way. Uh, um, and Donwood, he's, he's done all their their artwork since 1994. Mm. So that's kind of a cool little oh, that's cool too. tidbit yeah, there. Kind of keep it. In, yeah, keep it in like they like they know who they like working with right so yeah so yeah that's cool yeah exactly yeah man and um so I, you know i gotta ask you tony what's your favorite track from okay computer i don't know if i think did i ask you that i don't know i don't know if you can narrow it down uh, man. it has to be paranoid android though like i think i can narrow it down because paranoid android oh, okay. is probably i don't know it's just it's just so good it, there's so many changes oh. there's so many things that twists and turns in that song like you don't see, you don't see any of it coming on first listen. You know what I mean, and and even on the billionth time listening to it, there's always something new that that stands out to me, and and that's the testament mm-hmm. to like a great great song. It's like it just keeps giving to you when you listen to it, and um, that's great, man. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's, uh, it's probably my favorite Radiohead song. I had if I had to if I had to say it, narrow it down. Wow, of of rate not even not just the album, but yeah, Radiohead, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's pretty much my favorite Radiohead song. Like, I, there's not a, mm. a like you know, you know, when you got your iPod on shuffle and stuff, there's not a single time I've ever skipped it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like yeah. when I go yeah. listen to it, like don't get. I love Airbag. Like I'll listen to Airbag all the way through. But I think oh, it's yeah. just the setup. It's the like it's the anticipation that Paranoid Android is coming up next. That just like gets like that just like that pumps me up every time I listen to OK Computer. So, oh my gosh, man! Yeah, Paranoid Android for that's, me that's, is probably the best song. Yeah. That's awesome, man! I, I, you know, I can't argue, man! I can't yeah. argue with that. It's because, uh, yeah, I, you know, like you mentioned, Airbag and that opening riff, man, and on Airbag, oh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, like draws you in, there, dude. You know how sometimes you get just have a song that's just stuck in your head a lot, like it's mm-hmm. just for some reason it pops in, like that opening guitar part on Airbag, like it pops <laughs> into my head all the time. Like it's just all the time. Uh huh. Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, it's such a good song, and then and then it leads into Paranoid Android, and it's just like, okay, that's a one-two punch oh. right there, right off the bat. Gosh. Like I, I almost feel like that was enough to write the entire album review. It's like I bet whoever, I bet there was somebody who re, like listened to those first two tracks was like, okay, that's enough. I'll just write the review now. That's four stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, done. I'm done. That's good. We know what we get. Uh huh. Jeez, man. It it uh yeah. I mean, oh, you mentioned the uh the, the the reviews on that album. I mean, five stars from almost every musical publication out yeah. there. You know, one of the greatest all time albums ever, man. Uh, you know, period in any genre of music. Yeah. You know. Um, but any Karma Police for me is is a very very close second. You know, I love that song, uh, Karma Police. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I, I actually took the time to learn that that song on guitar. Like, Paranoid Android just oh. seemed way impossible to learn. So I was like, you know what? 
I'll just learn karma police. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I did. And that's like, uh, that's a rough song to learn too. So, I mean, it just, even it's, even really? though it seems like simple and, and stuff like there's uh-huh. a lot of chord changes and there's a lot of progression in that song. Jeez. And, um, yeah, it's, and, and I mean, their use of, of, of those, of chords, like, you know, like there are a lot of minor chords in that song and it's just so sad and so dreary, but, yeah, and then Tom York's voice just over it. Uh, the last, the last part of that song where he just keeps saying like, uh, "For a minute there, I lost myself." Like over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the first three times he says it, it's cool. You know, the fourth time it feels kind of cheesy, but then like the <laughs> sixth time, you're like belting out the lyrics alongside him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah. It just, oh it man, that, it has that 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 feel to it. Like, uh, uh, it has that pull you know yeah. uh-huh. I, i've yeah. listened to that song i've i've gone back and you know when i listen to karma police like i'll just start the track over again a lot of the times because it's oh, just like man. yeah of course you know i want to get you got you, to you got you know i just really love it it's such a good song you got you, you know with all this talk about a great band it kind of uh it, it, it really um you know, spawns my appetite. You know, kind of like when you talk about food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you start getting yeah, hungry, yeah. man. I want to go listen to Radiohead right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, but uh, yeah, it's just these guys are just um, incredible, man. And uh, are you familiar with any of um, Tom York's solo stuff? Um, yeah, I had. Was it was it Eraser? Is that the name of the album? I don't remember. Tom, uh, it was a Tom York album. I don't remember what the name was. What did you say? Uh, was it Eraser? Er- eraser? I can't remember. I, I think... Uh... Yeah, I, I listened to some of his stuff, dude, to be honest. I'm actually going to see him. I, he's playing at the Greek, I think, coming up. Really? Yeah, when? Um, I think in, like, September or October. I don't really remember. Oh, man. Yeah, I got... You shouldn't have told me that. to go see him. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to that. Um, I liked, oh, man. I liked the... Thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, dude? The homie bought the tickets and he invited me. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so you know, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, but um, uh, no, you're right. It's the Eraser, the Eraser. 2006. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was that was. But cool. we can't talk no, about no, it. We can't. That's not in the 90s glory <laughs> parameters. Yeah. Oh so we man. Can't, we can't I gotta. I gotta, I gotta talk to these. Um, you know, I gotta fix, like, modify this contract yeah, here, yeah, no. man. Yeah. Or you're gonna have to produce a spinoff called the 2000s galore. And then, and then, we, <laughs> then we can talk See, about anything. That, that's right. Yeah. Or we could just do the, the wild card episode. Ah, there you go. And that, you could talk about anything. There you go. I'm down. See, we'll have to come back with the wild card episode, yeah, Tony. <laughs> the 2000s galore. I like it. <laughs> I like it, Tony. Yeah. Damn it. You're good. You're yeah, good. Right? Um, yeah, so, you know, that, that, should, be, that should be fun. And, 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 I, and we talked about... Johnny Greenwood, he's gotten into scoring movies. Yeah. Um, have you have you, you know, gotten a chance to see uh, Radiohead live? You know what? I have not, oh. and that, that's one thing I, that's on the bucket list, man. Yeah, it's on the bucket yeah, exactly. list. There, there's the you know there's the life bucket list, and then there's the band bucket list. You know, all the bands you want to see before you you check out permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I got to see Radiohead once. Um, it was right after uh, Moonshape Pool came out. Yeah. Oh. You know what's crazy, dude? I was uh, so I was sitting. I got I got to my seat and stuff, and it was a, uh, you know, it was cool. And then what venue? Uh, at the uh, at the shrine. Oh yeah! Wow. And then three people to my right was uh, Tyler the Creator. I don't know if you know who that is. Really, yeah. hip hop? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. way. He was sitting right next to me, like three seats down. It's like that guy had to, but like the tickets were so hard to get that he even just got a regular ticket for himself. You know what I mean? Like, he, he doesn't even get to sit on the sides with all the cool people. He just has to have a regular right. ticket. Um, right, right. Yeah, like I was oh, the only man. people amongst my friends that had, that got a ticket. Like it sold out so fast. But it was it was really amazing. Jeez. Like, to, like there's a lot of, you can appreciate Radiohead like with all their studio albums and stuff, but when they play it and perform it live, it actually gives new breath to the songs and new meaning to 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 how they play them and stuff. So it just Absolutely, makes it, it just man. makes an all time. It makes it for an all timer, you know, man, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. Definitely. I consider myself pretty lucky. I haven't gotten to see them. That, no, I'm definitely going to go. Uh, do you have any um, idea by any chance? Have you heard of when they're going to be touring again? Oh, dude, I don't know. No, I haven't heard anything. They usually do like it, 
festivals nowadays, but that's mostly like in Europe where they don't have to travel so mm. much. Shit, we're gonna have to go yeah, to Europe then. I'm in. Let's go. Gosh, you know, I mean, gosh, Tony, there's, there's really nothing these guys can't do. They, they, um, so, what do you think? What do you think's in store for for Radiohead next, man? What do you? I mean, the sky's the limit, man. Like they, what was it between OK Computer and In Rainbows? It was close to ten years. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and when it came out, it was just amazing. So, I mean you're just constantly in, in anticipation of what they're going to do next. And, and that's probably mm-hmm. the driving force behind them a lot of the time too, is like, you're just waiting for the new album and you just, it, it like a lot right. of the stuff, it just grows on you over time. And the more and yeah. more you listen to it. So I don't know what they're going to do next, but I'm just excited. I don't really care. It's going to be good. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. We just have to wait, wait like everybody else, <laughs> man. And like a, they're going to keep us on our right. toes. You know, put up, keep us on ice. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, but we definitely got to hit up a show. Yeah, man, that'd be great. Together. That'd be great. You know, you know, Tony, you are truly a, a Radiohead guru. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're knowledgeable of all things Radiohead, man. I want to thank you for, for being here, man, taking the time, joining us here on the 90s Galore podcast. It's definitely been my pleasure. You know, you're always welcome back, man. Appreciate we got to do this again sometime. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on, dude. I really appreciate it. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. And um, Yeah, well, we will uh, catch up soon, man. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been a blast. Uh, profiling one of the greatest bands of all time, Radiohead. I want to thank you all for listening. For those of you in Germany, the UK, Peru, Mexico, Australia, Canada, uh, all of you abroad, a special thanks to you guys. And of course... Those of you here in the U.S. of A., much love to you. I want to thank Tony, my cousin, again, for being here. Um, I want to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter at 90s Galore and at Instagram at 90s underscore galore. Um, Subscribe uh, to the podcast at Apple Podcasts or Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. Write me a review. Leave me a voice message, man. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. We love our listeners, man, wherever you're at. So until next time, everybody, I wanted to remind you to take it easy.